Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Controversy, comedy, and that thug life. It's the Pantelis Podcast. it is that pantel's doing a podcast by himself it is it's definitely him um what's going on people i still find it weird doing a podcast by yourself uh but you know due to popular demand uh or ball busting for a couple of months i'm giving in and uh, i'll do one let's see how this goes let's see how me rambling goes because it's uh it's, it's a weird game man not having the 4-h crew on the same podcast to argue with you know talk shit with it's strange having this i don't know how Radio guys are uh, do it. The ones that are alone don't have like a second, third mic. It's fucking, it's, it's odd. I know stand-up's a solo game, but it's a different, complete different ballpark. It's a different world uh, than just you know recording this kind of content. But we'll ramble. We'll see what's going on. I like the fact that I saw Tom Cruise again in uh, in another movie trailer for Mission Impossible. I thought that was over. Like Mission Impossible should have been done a while ago. He looks old. Hey, who the fuck's he intimidating? Like, who who's gonna be who's gonna be the villain in that movie? Who's he gonna who's gonna be scared of midget Tom Cruise? And he looks he looks like he's sixty seven years old. This guy he's not he hasn't aged well. You could see from his face, you know, he's got that uh, that fake hair and that color and everything. So that looks like it's younger than the rest of his body and his face. But that little body, that little uh, you know, m- mutant midget body is uh, is not scaring anybody. I don't know why they keep making these sequels for these crap. There's so much... I'm sure there's original content that doesn't get picked up. There must be scripts floating around Hollywood right now that are better than whatever the hell this new Mission Impossible plot is and nobody's picking it up just because. Just because it's fucking Mission Impossible. It's a name and people are used to it. People are used to the name so they know they're going to make some money. Uh, People should stop though. I mean, I don't know why we're scared of new content. Everybody's all about the sequels. I think uh, I think a lot has to do with the fact that everybody's uh, it's the information age technology is so uh, advanced right now that you got everything you want to tip of your fingers in terms of information, right? So if there's a movie, a sequel of something, or it's a familiar franchise, you know it. You could Google it, get a synopsis, and you have comfort in knowing that it's something you know you're connected to, you're familiar with. Whereas if it's new content, you can't Google the synopsis. You don't really know what's going on. You might know the director, might know the actors. Might scare some people off. Uh, I know that that's what happened with Birdman, apparently. Uh, Birdman was a great movie, by the way. But it was different. It was something new. And not as many people went to see it, I think. It got more uh, uh, recognition after the Oscars. And that was actually a good movie. I, I really liked that that movie. Uh, I thought Edward Norton phew, was insane in it. I wanted to beat him up the whole time. Uh, he's very good at playing a piece of shit, Ed Norton. Like, uh, if you remember American History X in the, in the first scenes, too, same thing. Before he becomes, uh, you know, a reformed Nazi when he's still a shitty Nazi. Um, you hated him. You know, he was a, was a real piece of shit. But, uh, yeah, he's good at playing that role. He's 
good at playing the piece of shit role? Is he a real piece of shit in, you know, in his daily life? Fuck, who knows? Maybe, right? That could be a thing. So that that's what's going on with these sequels. I want to see some new new content. And I know people have been talking also about the live tweeting thing. I got into two conversations today about live tweeting TV. Uh, the thing is, I personally, it's 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 rare. Like, I like, uh, there's a lot of stuff I like to watch, but I never watch anything live. I mean, the only show that, there's one show that I'll consistently watch right now, uh, Better Call Saul, and even that. I mean, the closest to runtime I'll see it is maybe two, three hours after the original airtime. You know, I'll TiVo it, and, uh, you know, I'm somewhere, I'm at the gym or something, and I'll watch it later. So I can't really live tweet a couple of hours later. Um, you know, I understand the concept of live tweeting. I mean, it seems fun uh, if you like that sort of shit, but I prefer to just watch the show and not argue with somebody, um, you know, on Twitter, because that's what I tend to do while I'm watching it. You know, I want to be I want to be in the show, focus on that, you know, enjoy the characters and stuff, like, uh, especially when we're talking about Better Call Saul. I'm really liking that. Took me a while to get into uh, Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul was easier for me, I guess, because I was uh, familiar with the characters, so it felt good. Um, what else have I been up to? Fucking, uh, we're talking about sequels, gym. Oh, fuck, man, gym. I've been, I've been hitting the gym a lot. I want to lose some weight, and I don't know if anybody likes the gym. I don't know if anybody actually likes it, but it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like going, like, I like, I know the people there, my friends are there, so it's fun, you know, socialize and stuff. But I mean, the actual work I'm doing, like with the trainer stuff, it's some, some difficult shit, you know? I don't think anybody, everybody enjoys it, but. You know, in the in the long run, it's gonna it's gonna do you good to run for a fucking hour after you just worked out for forty five minutes. It's uh you know there's part of uh, there's part of that that's cathartic, I guess. I don't know, but in the summer I won't be complaining. Fucking shed some pounds. Maybe you can run faster. Maybe catch a bus or two. You know how it goes. Uh, what else in the news? Bullying. I don't know why everybody's busting each other's balls about this. Uh, not about the bullying thing. Like I, I totally believe they should do something. But what can you do, man? Kids, I mean, kids are gonna bully. I bullied. I was bullied. Uh, I still bully, and people still bully me. Uh, you ever been on Twitter? You ever been on fucking social media? That's what happens. You get your balls busted. Um, it was part of growing up for me, at least. Uh, you know, we would just bother each other and stuff. It was cool. Uh, cool in the sense that, like, I mean, you understood it. You did it. You were part of it. And it ended though. That's that's what I think the difference is, is that. Let's say I was busting somebody's balls or somebody was busting my balls. It kind of ended that day or that couple days when you go home, it's done. And you kind of start normal. You don't really have hatred for the person. You know, you're just, you're just fucking around. You're kids being kids. Now, uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Now it's gotten to the point where, you know, there's social media has changed everything. Because these kids are getting apparently messaged. You know, they're, they're being bullied at home and at school. So somebody's, imagine, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Imagine you're just, you're at school, somebody's busting your balls. It's this fucking bully. Like a big fucking, one of those fat kids and, you know, they can't speak right. Uh, they're terrible at school or whatever. And for some reason, he's taking out on you. Like it's your fault. So he's busting your balls, making fun of you, pushing you, maybe hitting you. You know, some kids are violent. And then you leave, you go home, you're like, okay, I'm safe here. And you start getting text messages but how you're a fucking retard. That's and you can't, you know, fuck. That must be that must be a pain in the ass, huh? And then what you can do? I guess some of these kids they don't want to tell their parents, feel embarrassed, so they go on their Facebook, try to maybe, you know, find some entertainment, maybe distract themselves. 
then they're getting Facebook messages, fucking Twitter. Imagine Twitter, right? Somebody just tells you right on your phone, you get a message, tells you go fuck yourself. That's, uh, I don't know, these kids are, it's, bullying is different, man. Bullying was, you know, it was more hazing, I guess, lightly. When I was growing up, it wasn't, it wasn't as rough as this. Like, I don't remember, uh, anybody being driven to suicide or, uh, even, nothing was serious enough to, to contemplate killing yourself or somebody else. Like, nah, nah, it's just fucking, it's obscene. Plus video, I, I feel like video changed everything. I think video really made it different for people because you got you got cameras now. Everybody's got a camera on them, right? Growing up, I didn't have a fucking camera on me at all times. Uh, it would have been cool for some moments, you know? I was jumping on a bridge or something. There were some cool photos that could have been taken that have never been taken and they never will be now, you know? That time has passed. Um, but now these kids all have fucking video cameras on them. Think about it, right? Pictures, video. So say you do something somebody fucks with you they catch you on film doing something completely ridiculous embarrassing to the point where they're hazing you at school so you want to leave and you'll change school and then you're at another school you're there for a couple of months you know say the kid's having fun at the school he's making some friends and then wham somebody fucking finds that video of him being completely uh you know belligerent or maybe they were just fucking with him in that video the whole point is they go on youtube and they find this video and then that kid's high school career is completely ruined fuck that's a that's a fucked up way to live and who knows what kids are gonna be going through in 10 years from now like it could be completely even uh worse than this is i don't know i don't know that's uh you know it's something we're gonna have to learn as society it's just growing pains right we still don't really know we still don't really know how to use this media and all these options we have properly I mean, what do we do, right? I mean, Twitter, we're using it for fucking talk about TV shows and bitch at each other, mostly, you know? Facebook, people are sharing photos, and 95% of the photos that are being shared, nobody wants to see, right? If I'm sharing photos of my vacation, nobody wants to see that shit. You're sharing photos of your babies, nobody gives a shit. So, we're not, I, I bet you there's other ways to use all this stuff, and we just haven't thought about it yet. And, uh, you know, the bullies have caught on quick. Uh, you know, bullies are usually early adopters of technology, apparently. So... They realize they can use this kind of shit to their advantage. So the bullies are doing something. School stuff. Except for those kids who are fucking their hot teachers. I keep seeing that every week. There's a f- there's one new teacher every week that's banging a student. I don't know where these teachers were when we were kids. right? But apparently they're rampant right now. They're just student fuckers. And I keep seeing these things about these hot teachers in their mid-20s, early 30s. And some of them with families. And they're banging 16, 17 year old dudes. They're having a relationship with them for months. And then somebody rats them out. And it's never the kid. That's that's the thing you guys got to realize. Is guys and girls are completely different. I don't feel bad for these guys. At all. Because I put myself in their shoes. Those hot teachers that me and my friends wanted to bang. But they wouldn't bang us obviously. And if we would sleep with them we'd keep it a secret. We wouldn't be telling them. We wouldn't want to ruin the experience. Just you know keep that fun to yourself. But now with this bragging culture. I don't know, everybody's talking shit, and then I guess some kid gets jealous, uh, calls the cops, all these anonymous, you know, anonymous uh, tip that uh, that teacher was sleeping with that student, cops investigate, bam, this uh, 30-year-old woman with kids who was cheating on her husband, which is not a cool thing to do, but it's not worth 20 years in prison, but that's what she's getting, so there's a lot of that, and uh, I don't know, it's crazy, because you see, they're speaking out, these kids are ratting other kids out, because the initial kid can't keep his fucking mouth shut about this cool thing he's doing, he just wants to brag and gets that woman in trouble. Whereas the people who should be speaking out, if you look at it now, like all these people, like say the rape, 
fucking Bill Cosby situation, a lot of these women came out now that never came out years, years later. They weren't comfortable with coming out with that, which, you know, it would have been cool if they did earlier. That, that's a serious fucking thing. This guy should have been behind bars. But they didn't, you know. Society kind of frowns upon that. They make these women feel shitty about themselves, so they didn't come out with it. Same thing with bullying. There's a lot of kids that get bullied or even molested, and they don't come out with that shit. They don't. They don't brag about it. They won't talk about it, and nothing ever changes. You know, they they suffer for with it for years, and then they come out, say when they're stronger, 20 years down the line. It's too late to do anything about it, and they have to live with it for so long. But then these kids, these kids are just living it up. Can't keep their mouth shut, and bam, ladies going to jail. The Kardashians, holy shit, what's happening to the Kardashians? The, the dad, right? The stepdad? The stepdad is trying to be a woman now. Uh, isn't he a little old for that? Isn't that like these, these, wow, man, speaking about bullying, could you imagine those Kardashian broads busted his balls so much this guy's becoming a woman? Like, that's how much, that's how fucked up it is to live with these broads. They drove him crazy. They drove this guy nuts. Um, cause he's been looking, he, he's been looking more and more like a, like a lizard lady, uh, more and more like a lizard for years, I find. Uh, and now he's gonna go full transformation. So that's something, that's pretty fucking, my god, that is obscene, man. Just whew, driving this guy to that point. And I'm curious, like I, I was checking out on TMZ and stuff, you know, they were writing about the guy. And a lot of people are busting his balls about it, but hey, whatever, man. Uh, you don't know what it's like living in that house either, all right? You don't know what you'd be willing to do. <laughs> they drove him crazy. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of, I don't know, they, they keep talking about this whole uh, the Darren Sharper deal and all that. Uh, it's like TMZ ran out of stuff to talk about. They should spend more time talking about Suge Knight. I want to know more about that. I want to know what's going to happen. I know that he fainted when they uh, posted his bail at $25 million. But goddamn it, Suge. Like, at some point, you got to put the thug life down, you know? And, uh, you know, put the guns away, stop running people over, that kind of shit. Uh, this fucking idiot, man. There's cameras everywhere now. We were just discussing that earlier, you know, with the whole bullying stuff. There's cameras everywhere, man. You're, you're going to run two people over. And what did you think? Nobody was going to fucking see it. It was on a movie set. Like, if there's any place where cameras need to be there, it would be on a fucking movie set because you need to film shit. So, I don't know. I feel like he... My God, man, this idiot... He could have, uh, you know, he could have got away with it, you know, if he got his revenge later, uh, you know, somewhere else, maybe discreetly, you know. It's pretty obvious that he probably was the reason uh, why Biggie got shot, so he knows how to put out a hit on people. So this was completely unnecessary. And I remember I saw a video of some guy, uh, some little guy, I think, knocked him the fuck out outside of a club because he was starting some shit. So he's, uh, I don't know, he's, um, he's, he's losing it. He's, he's losing touch with reality. It's not the same world it was in the 90s, man. Like I said, everybody's got video cameras now and stuff. And also, why are you running? I think the guy who actually died wasn't even... The guy who actually died was one of his friends, actually, which is fucked up. The, the initial guy he ran over, who started shooting, who tried to shoot him, I think. Um, that's what they say, at least. Uh, they tried to shoot him, probably didn't. Who knows? But that guy that he had beef with, he didn't even die. It was the second guy, if you guys saw the video on TMZ. It was the second guy that got hit. He's the one who died, and apparently they were friends. So that's just fucking... Imagine how awful that is, you know? He ends up in jail for life for accidentally killing his friend. And the guy he wanted to kill is going to be, uh, you know, alive and out and possibly going to make some money off of, uh, off of a lawsuit. So that really backfired on uh, on Suge Knight. And there's no way. I mean, he fainted when he heard about the $25 million bail. There's no... 
I don't think he's getting away with this one, especially with the new video. Um, you know, he's gotten away with a lot, but this is one of those things. And nobody's commenting, you see that? Because when there's video and you can't really refute it, nobody's going to come to your defense. You'd think that maybe, uh, you know, even Dre would say something or um, fucking Snoop Dogg or somebody would be like, ah, you know, it's, you know, it's exaggerated or something. But no, they can't. There's a video. There's a video of Suge Knight running two dudes over. Uh, you can't get away with that shit. But it's fucked up that because it's Suge Knight, it's nobody's really, nobody's really giving a shit on the fact that it was, uh, you know, uh, it's like a human being died, and we keep watching that video. I don't think anybody, even wrestling. And in wrestling, if you think, if, did, did anybody see this whole uh, this Mexican uh, wrestling thing? Rey Mysterio Jr. killed somebody. Well, accidentally, uh, this guy, you guys gotta check this video, check out um, Rey Mysterio, death, uh, Mexican wrestling, it happened like a couple days ago, I found out about this over the weekend, um, this Mexican wrestler got, he broke his neck essentially, I think there was a drop kick, didn't go well, it hit him funny, he was weak, hurts his neck, breaks his neck apparently, and he lands on the ropes, right in position, he was gonna get 619 by Rey Mysterio, and he falls, he didn't get to catch himself, so apparently when he landed on the second rope, uh, it broke his windpipe, so this guy's dead now, and he's in position. He's just hanging off the ropes. He's in position for the six one nine. So Rey Mysterio does what any um, you know right-minded human being would do to somebody who just died, and six one nines him uh, while this this guy's dead. Rey Mysterio doesn't know at this point, uh, and six one nines the guy. He six one nine the dead guy um, in the face. The guy wouldn't move. Uh, and then, you know, other people came around. I think Conan, uh, this wrestler from back in the day, came around, started tapping the guy. Everybody's like, yo, what's wrong with this this, this fool? He just got 619. And then they realized he was dead. Uh, and the match went on, by the way, because, you know, they support the arts over there. They didn't want people to be taken out of the, uh, you know, of the fiction uh, in Mexico because people might have rioted. So the match went on, even on top of the guy, actually, now that I said that. Um, while he was still on the ropes, hanging, dead, uh, they continued fighting around him. And then when he fell on the floor and they pulled him out, dead, they continued fighting. Because, uh, you know, people suspend disbelief for that time. You don't want to ruin their experience with a dead guy. So there's two there's two things here. Either one, I mean, this, for all intents and purposes, the way I see it and the way people are talking about it, this is real. It's not a wrestling storyline. It's not, you can even tell by the reactions. This guy legitimately died. If it wasn't, and it's like some kind of a hoax. And in you know, a week or a month, he comes back as like the Mexican Undertaker. Uh, I think that would be the biggest the biggest ruse ever played on the people in wrestling. I think that will bring people back to wrestling. That, that would cause some interest. But, uh, you know, my money's on it being real. It seems like, uh, you know, there's not much debate about it. And if I was Rey Mysterio, man, I don't think I'd be able to wrestle anymore. I think that would throw me off. Knowing, imagine knowing that you fucking 619 a dead guy. That's, uh, that's fucked up. I think The Rock would do the same thing if The Rock figured out that, oh shit, I gave a people's elbow to a dead guy, you know, in the middle of the ring and thousands of people were screaming and I just people's elbowed him and, you know, started whipping my, my fucking hands in the air. Uh, I don't think The Rock would be comfortable with doing that shit and he would just retire. He'd be like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wrestle anymore. You know, I have, I have a dead, a dead Mexican guy on my conscience. That's, that's about as far as it goes. You know, I don't want, uh, I don't want anything else to happen. What else is in the news? Uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne security decks fan with a brutal KO punch. Whatever, nobody cares about that. Uh, you know, see, oh shit, he does though. I'm looking at the video. Devastating blow. Uh, yeah, he just knocked the guy out from behind though. It was one of the, like, those uh, knockout game type of shit. 
just knock the fuck out of that guy. And uh, it's on constant, you know, repeat on a GIF. That's interesting. Uh, Lil Wayne apparently has been shopping a book around. He's trying to get a book deal. He wrote a book about when he was in prison and stuff. And apparently one of the things he said was that he wanted to kill Drake when he was in jail because um, apparently Drake fucked his girlfriend. Um, but he, he didn't fuck while they were together. He, he fucked her when, uh, I think a day before he met her. That, that's what he said in the book. It says uh, she told him when they got together that Drake had banged her the day before they met. And because that is that's a you know you don't want your your friend to have uh, slept with your girlfriend or anything like that you don't you, you can't you know you can't cope with that shit that's weird and so he wanted to kill Drake and and Drake apparently went to prison to visit him and told him yo uh, <laughs> his words said yo that chick's a hoe don't get with her and uh, I don't know I think that yeah he he said if he was out of jail he would have killed him but I don't think he would have I mean like fuck it you know you didn't know the girl what do you want Drake to do that was before you guys met. You know, it's not like he did it while you guys were together. That would have been, you know, an offense on the friendship, you know. But uh, in this case, you know, he didn't know. She was free. He was free. There's Drake. He does what Drake does. Banged her. And then little Wayne was in Rikers. And uh, he found out and got really, really pissed. So, yeah, he's trying to sell this book. And I'm sure somebody's going to pick it up sooner or later. I mean, I'm surprised that we're still talking about this. Like, a lot of the um, the manuscripts went out. And, uh, you know, he's still trying to sell it. Who the fuck isn't... Which one of the big publishing houses isn't picking this up? Because if you think about it, uh, just his name right now. You know, he's big. People would read this. People would buy it. I want to know about his story. You know, I'd fucking... I'm not saying it's going to be entertaining. It could be the worst book ever. But it has the potential to be the best fucking book ever if you think about it. So I'd pick that shit up for sure. You know, I'm sure that a lot of people would. I mean, even wrestling books, for example. We are talking about wrestling before. Wrestling is... Wrestling's fake, right? But there's so much cool uh story behind the people behind the scenes there's a lot of drama that these books are amazing and, and they you know they come off the shelves they just sell out so i'm pretty sure with the rap game the way it is now and the stuff with birdman like maybe i'll talk about that i don't know if you guys heard about that him and birdman have like a weird relationship they always kiss in the mouth when they meet up and uh, people said some that they do a little bit more that were you know he was molested by birdman when he was young stuff like that i mean if that shit's in the book you know that's some entertaining that's some drama and that's what people want, right? They're looking for uh, they're looking for that drama and that uh, you know unexpected uh, story, that unexpected plot twist. So I don't know. I'm just surprised that nobody's uh, picked up the rights to that yet. It's fucking strange. Speaking of uh, rap and Drake and stuff, I heard the new uh, Drake. What they're calling it a mixtape. Uh, I don't know why you call that shit a mixtape. Like honestly, Drake, uh, it's not a fucking mixtape. You got you know professional fucking sound and stuff. You got you got a great crew. It's not a mixtape, bro. All right, just because it wasn't uh, it wasn't released officially, you know, by your fucking uh, by the producers that normally do your shit, doesn't mean that's a fucking mixtape. You know, it's some professional shit, and it was good though. I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'll be the first person to make fun of Drake, but uh, I like that. I like the first first half of the album, um, all the way to I think Sixth Man. Uh, Sixth Man, I like that. You know, it's about Lou Will, Toronto Raptors, my boy. Um, so I like that shit. That was a it's but good. The first half of that album is good. The second half is kind of weak. I don't really like it. But Six God, Six Man. There's some good songs on there. Uh, uh, what is it? Energy, L- Legend, all that stuff. Good fucking tracks. Good tracks. And there's not not that much from you know coming out musically. I guess anytime soon. I haven't seen anything. Uh, uh, the only thing music related that's happening is Justin Bieber roast, which I'm fucking excited about. I've seen. Uh, I heard that. You know, people complained about some of the stuff that was said because it was already recorded last week. It's coming out next week. I know Hamble Burris talked about it a bit. 
So they were talking about how um, uh, Paul Walker jokes weren't well received. I mean, look, it's a little, uh, it's maybe a little too soon, maybe a little too fast, too furious for these jokes. But uh, I, like, you know, nobody's trying to attack Paul Walker. They were just fucking jokes, and Comedy Central apparently said that, that was the line. They figured out like, hey, we've been looking for a while uh, to figure out what the line is, and I guess you have to cross it. And evidently we did, so we're removing all the Paul Walker references that any of the comics or any of the people uh, that went to roast, any of the roasters, um, you know, any of the comments that were relating to Paul Walker, which is, um, I don't know, I mean, it's respectful in the sense that, yeah, at least looking out for him and his family and they don't want them to feel weird, but Ludacris took it to a ludicrous level uh, where he was saying, oh, I felt very uncomfortable with the Paul Walker, like, fuck you, dude, you know, um, they weren't doing it to hurt you or him. You know, you knew they were coming. You know, people also said, you know, don't talk about Selena Gomez. And they did. They ripped her, too. Um, it's going to happen by association. I mean, if Ludacris didn't want them talking shit about Paul Walker, then Ludacris shouldn't have been on. Because, you know, they talk shit about you, your movies, uh, shit that you're doing. So if Ludacris wasn't on, the Paul Walker references wouldn't have made any sense and they wouldn't have been around. So, you know, if Ludacris really gave a shit, you know, he would have forewent that paycheck. And he would have been like, nah, I'm not going on that show. Specifically, uh, to avoid Paul Walker references. So I'm just saying, don't act all fucking high and mighty like you give a shit about what they say when you know you could have stopped it by just not going. Just say fuck the money, right? But you didn't. So now everybody else doesn't get to see those jokes that have been so talked about. You just you're, you're ruining people's experiences. What you're doing, ludicrous. And that, my friends, is a ludicrous thing to do. But anyways, I'm excited about the roast. Actually, I haven't been psyched about a roast in a while, but I want to see. Uh, this apparently he has a good sense of humor, Justin Bieber. I don't know. I, don't know. I follow the fucker on Vine. He's not funny. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, he likes humor. I heard Chris D'Elia is his favorite comedian. Uh, Chris D'Elia is pretty fucking funny. But I mean, uh, in terms of him being funny, he's not a funny kid. And he doesn't look like he could take a joke. He's always starting to shit with people. He's fist fighting people. She got into a fist fight with Orlando Bloom. Uh, he's not a... Uh, and I've never, I've never met the kid. Like, I don't know how the fuck he is. You know, he's, uh, For all I know, he could be a super cool kid. But he comes off as such a piece of shit. I don't know. And I don't know. I guess perception. Well, perception, I guess, is not the the whole story. Because I remember I, I used to think that I had this I had this weird perception about Ariana Grande. I used to think that she was like a... She came off as a bitch and stuff in interviews. Uh, and then at the American Music Awards and shit, when I had uh, when I'd met her, when I'd seen her over there, uh, rehearsal-wise, like uh, two days before the American uh, Music Awards, uh, fuck, man, she was super nice. She was sweet to everybody. Uh, kids were coming up there, you know, asking for photos and stuff. She was cool with it. And, and, like, legitimately cool. She didn't look like she was doing it, you know, forced and angry. She, she was happy to meet her fans, hugging them. You know, they were bringing, like, a handicapped kid to see her. She was all happy, wanted to take many pictures with him before and after. She was like, okay, I took these. Wait till I'm done rehearsing, and then we'll take some more. Like, she was very into it, you know. She was, uh... So, you don't know, you know. It's not, it's not always about perception. You know, because uh, perception does become reality nowadays, you know. But, I mean, there's a lot of people like that that... The media, it's so easy, man, to spin things. Like, the things I saw, things I saw when I was in Hollywood made me realize that not only is it never the full story, what you get, but just the paparazzi, what kind of bitches they are. I remember at the um, I was the Hollywood Film Awards, and on the red carpet, when, when you're coming in, there's, uh, like, there's this whole group of paparazzi. Like, there's just cameramen and reporters, and they're just lined up, and there's a lot of nice ones. There's the ones that you see on TV, like Access Hollywood, that kind of shit. And they, uh, you know, they just talk, they get interviews. They're really sweet to the talent. But then there's these pricks that take photos from all kinds of countries and, and a lot from the States, obviously. And they're yelling at the talent like, 
like Kristen Stewart, you know, like, uh, look over here, you know, look over here, because they want to take the perfect picture, and they're saying, like, well, don't be a bitch, just look over here, you know, and they're swearing at them, they're treating them like fucking animals, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that uh, celebrities have it hard, that's not what I'm saying, I'm not saying that they have it hard at all, uh, it's a small price to pay, you know what I mean, to get harassed when you're on the red carpet about taking a photo, but it's still kind of on the part of those, you know, photographers, uh, you know, disrespectful, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if you were a guy who doesn't have that job, you work at the deli, and there's a customer coming in, and he's asking you to cut some salami. He's like, hey, hey, don't be such a fucking asshole, you know? Cut me the meat now. Wouldn't you freak out? You'd be like, what? Uh, excuse me, buddy? No, I'll bring it to you when I'm good and ready. I'm walking to it. I'm going to grab, you know, the fucking ham. I'm going to cut that shit up. You don't got to swear at me. So, yeah, they, I remember I saw that, and they were just swearing at them a bit, uh, some of these photographers and these paparazzos. And I was like, holy shit, man. Some of these guys, they really take it in stride because... In their shoes, if I was getting harassed like that, phew, wouldn't go well, man. I'd break a camera or two. That's why when I see shit like that, like uh, I think it was Sean Penn got into a fist fight uh, recently with some paparazzo. I understand that now. Like, you know, they might show you the last scene where it looks like they're just bothering a bit and they're walking away. But these guys are fucking pieces of shit. And they follow you everywhere. And, uh, you know, you, you, they'll, normally, like celebrities that I met and stuff, they'll, they'll take the photos. The, the way I see it, they'll be nice... They'll, they'll, they'll humor them in the beginning but then you know they want more and they want more and they're asking questions and they start you know delving into the personal shit and this and that and it's kind of like you're asking for it you know and if you hit the wrong celebrity like somebody with an attitude yeah they're gonna they're gonna fuck your shit up man uh sean penn that guy's clearly crazy that guy's got some fucking problems uh he's a good actor i'm not saying but he's clearly mental um obviously that guy's gonna fuck you up that guy's they're not gonna take shit i mean ed norton we we're talking about earlier ed norton is probably a real piece of shit in real life Right? You really want to fuck with Ed Norton? This guy. I don't know, man. I mean, he played a Nazi for a reason. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Point is, uh, yeah, they get harassed, man, a lot of these guys. And you get you get the perception of a lot of them being piece of shits. And they're really, they're really nice people. Uh, not to defend Justin Bieber, because I'm pretty sure he's a piece of shit. I'm going to go on record saying that. That uh, I don't have proof. But he's probably a piece of shit. And that's why Selena Gomez still cries every time they fucking mention this kid. Ridiculous. Even after Orlando Broom banged her, she's still uh, crying over Justin. So imagine, this guy probably is probably an emotional terrorist. Some dudes are like that. Who knows? Who knows? Probably is. Let's see what time it is. Uh, Alright, well, whatever. We're gonna. I think this experiment, this experiment went well. Uh, you got me talking for a while without really knowing what to talk about. So that's, uh, that's a win. That's a win for you guys. So uh, let's see if uh, you get to hear me alone again. All right. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.